Hello everybody and welcome to Sticks and Kicks. My name is Danny Orona here with the one and only Lucio and brought to you from the inside of Fuerte Studio where we have once again snuck in here and got a hold of these microphones. Um, they did tell us a little bit about, you know, stay out. They gave us this whole spiel about how you shouldn't be doing, with, messing with all this equipment, how, oh, this is company property, how, oh, maybe we don't have insurance to do this. Like, ah, well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't leave the door open. Yeah, coronavirus just kept everybody out, but, you know. <laughs> this is it. We have come to you once, once more, and we will continue to come here until we get taken out by this dreaded disease, which I'm not openly hoping for, but... In my case, let's face it, it wouldn't five be the years. worst thing in the world. Five years. That five-year plan. <laughs> Told you that in confidence, Lucio. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, so uh, got a quick story to tell before we uh, get started here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was at Fry's on Monday. On Friday, sorry. On Friday. And um, we're there early, 5 o'clock, you know, 5.15, I think, when we got there. And uh, we were all huddled up close to the door because there was only like 20 people. Uh, this line started forming, so then uh, this lady who saw that we were there already led us in front of the, led us in the line, like right in front of her, so we can all get into the line. Well, then uh, two minutes before the doors about to open, this uh, this old gentleman decides to uh, get his cart and just kind of pull up in front of everybody at the entrance. And a couple people had told him like, "Hey, the lines at over there," you know, which was way there was a big line by that time. And uh, the guy just goes, oh, okay. He's an older gentleman, you know. So I was like, well, maybe. how he, old? What do you mean older gentleman? Uh, he looked here? like he could have been anywhere in his late 60s, maybe early 70s, maybe, you know, for, for all I know. But still, you know, if, uh, there's specific days for uh, older people. Uh, Fry's actually hasn't had that. That's Bash's and Albertson's that are doing that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? So, um. Where like he gets there and he doesn't say anything. He just like waits, and this other older gentleman, which he looked like maybe in his early sixties, he looked like he could have been a veteran for 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 something. Uh, he was a little bit more hard ass, and uh, as soon as the door opens, this guy, this uh, this veteran gentleman, literally rams his cart against the other gentleman's cart, and will not let him through the other gentleman's trying to like wiggle out and trying to move his thing and the other gentleman's all like he's like the line's back there motherfucker and i swear to god he says this me and irene are just like what it's like two old people about to fight you know and the old man that was being told to go to the end of the line he's all like i don't wait in line and all mad and angry and then the other gentleman the veteran he goes well you do today motherfucker go to the back and just like i don't know what happened all I know is that while this is going on, I'm, you know, pushing my way through. And nothing against, you know, them, like anybody in general. Um, the thing is, I wasn't going to say anything if this guy went in. I was just been like, well, fuck it. You know, he went in. But the fact that other people had such a big problem with it was what was funny for me. Because I was, like, sitting there witnessing a potential, like, scrap between two old people. And it's crazy to think that this is what we've resorted to. I just got to say... You are horrible at this description thing. So one gentleman, the other gentleman did this, and then well, the gentleman. No, then no, this no, gentleman. no. Because last time I started explaining and saying things about people, and I was like, oh, you can't say that shit. So no, that's how I'm going to explain it. And if you understood, you understood. If you didn't, well, blame fucking <laughs> Danny and Kenny. 
All right, and talking about Kenny, since I already mentioned his name, but I, I was gonna <laughs> like you, you. Your story was more important than the health and well-being of our other co-host. As uh, if you guys have been following along with us last episode, you guys did find out that uh, he got himself quarantined in a Costco, and we had to go and break him out. We didn't get to him in time, and so he got wheeled out to some alien hospital somewhere. Uh, he said he wasn't probed, but let's face it, he was probed. Yeah, somewhere out in Santan Valley. I, actually, it's funny, though, uh, because the place that where he works at in uh, Seisal, um actually got quarantined. If you guys didn't see it on the news. Uh, got complete. Some guy had coronavirus, and uh, or I don't know if it's a guy, some person. You know, sorry, because I have to make sure I use everything, for you fuckers. But anyways, somebody. What do you, mean you fuck. What do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna continue. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But um, it's it was uh, everyone uses the same entrance to cl- go in and out. So it's like if this person you know touched in the badge in or whatever you know everyone's going through that same door so at the end of the day they had to close down say sal you know because we're not going to get free you know advertising out there and i'm not going to get sued either so <laughs> they uh leaking sensitive information here lucio yeah you know well the news got it first so <laughs> if you didn't see the news then you're under a rock right now um but yeah so he's actually quarantined and is waiting for results. So we wish the best to him and uh, his family. And hopefully everything goes well for Kenny. Yeah, we actually got way able to get in contact with Kenny. He's doing fine. He's at home right now. And uh, uh, we're gonna actually going to be able to contact him in a bit right here. Uh, did a little bit of engineering going on right here. And uh, my amateur attempt to get him onto this podcast. Get him back home where he belongs. Because... Uh, I mean, he has a contract, so he has things to... He's under contract. He's not a free he, agent. He has he has to come and finish his role right here. Uh, but speaking of uh, contracts and fulfilling roles, we have not had any hockey games in the past few days, in the past week or whatever, but we do have Arizona making some moves. Uh, Lucio, I believe you had something out there, like had uh, signed a couple of players? Yeah, so the Coyotes have signed a couple of players uh, from college. Uh, a Jonathan McGregor, I think that's his name, and Nate Susesi. Uh, Susesi was signed for a one-year contract. He was actually the top point getter in his team. Um, but the way Kenny was explaining it, you know, because you know we get our most of our information from him, was saying that he's probably going to be pushed more. Both of them are probably going to be pushed more towards uh, the Roadrunners because uh, they're not there for depth. I mean, we got people, um, but you know, with Connor, we. You know, we got a, a diamond in the rough there uh, from the Roadrunner. So hopefully we can get these boys caught up to speed and uh, brought in into the, the squad later on, you know, in the future. Uh, but, you know, as of the right now, the standstill that is hockey is uh, just kind of eating us apart because we were so close to playoffs. We're so. so close and yet so far away. It's just the thing <laughs> with Arizona. Um, I mean, kind of now, actually. It's, it's still... It's still there. It hasn't been taken from us, but it feels like it has. Well, so Kenny was telling me, well, telling us that um, there's potential talks, or there's been talks about what the NHL is going to do coming back into the season um, and and to playoffs. And basically what they're saying, or something that they're throwing around, 
is that potentially doing like a uh, like a March Madness kind of bracket kind of thing. Get twelve from the East, twelve from the West. Uh, the first four, the first two from both sides or four from from each side, get a buy so that we can get it down to the to the um, the sixteen teams that are going to play. So the eight and eight, right? Um, and it's just one of those things that. Just have a bracket style tournament and end it. Yeah, well, the, the, until they get to the normal way of playoffs, how it's supposed to be: eight teams on one side, eight teams on the other side. Yeah, and they play. Um, so it was going to be like that's what the whole like they were going to do something like that. But because of the fact that this whole virus hit and everything had to get shut down, that's a talk about what they're doing. They're going to do. Um, which would be nice because uh, Arizona is actually still part of that twelve uh, in the West. So I mean, all it is we need a chance. I mean, it like, pretty much opens up extra wildcard spots for teams. Yeah, is what I'm understanding. Basically, and I mean, it's good for us in 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 general because if they do go and do something like that, uh, people like Taylor Hall who had a contract and was less likely to stay because we were not sure if we were going to make playoffs and his contract, you know, like he was more likely to stay and resign if we had gone kind of far in the, in the playoffs or even went past the first round. So it looks like we might actually be able to keep him if this goes through that way. But like I said, it was just all talk. We don't know yet. There's, there's other rumors too. I mean, Kenny said that he would prefer them, that he thinks that they're just not going to award the Stanley Cup this year. And that right there is, I think, one of the hottest takes that we've had in the past couple of weeks because just not having it at all. I mean, that's right up there with um, with March, March Madness itself. The uh, tournament held every single year. This would be the very first time it's not held, and it would not be. We would not get a national champion on the collegiate level. So to not have a Stanley Cup itself would would be right up there. Like it you, would. You just don't have. You don't not have a champion. You need a champion. But it also sets problems for other reasons, too. I mean, like, you got this whole thing where um, where you start, um, like, not start, but during, you know, tread deadlines and stuff like that, you're acquiring other players. You're giving up first-round picks, uh, draft picks. You, you're, you're, you're trading players that you could have continued. Oh, yeah, now, now you're talking about, like, to, to get these rental players. Yeah, like, yeah, players like you rent, player yeah. you, like, they loaned over or players that they – they ended up acquiring, and now you know teams are they're asking like you know what's going to happen? Are we going to get compensated for this? Are we going to get some kind of uh, what what's going to happen? Because now you got this whole thing. If they don't do award the Stanley Cup, now you got players that you didn't benefit from, that you didn't get any yep. benefit from, and you you wasted a first round pick, you wasted two two round picks, you know, a first and a second. So it's just one of those things that you want to like really really be careful about what they're, they're trying to be careful about what they're going to do that's why there's talks about different things that they want to do Kenny thinks that they potentially will just not award the 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 cup i feel that that bracket style is good but it you know it will bring up problems because like for example say say the coyotes make it to the finals and say they even win it you know hopefully they do if they go do do it that way but say they win it i mean people would sit there and say well you weren't even qualified if we would have went the the regular season completely, you know what I mean? I would take a giant drink of beer from that Stanley <laughs> Cup and be like, yeah, motherfucker, I know I wasn't. 
the beer still tastes great from the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, they'd still be awarded the winners, but I feel like they'd, it'd be like, you know, like the whole Astros thing. You it's know? like, here's the thing, though. Out of everything, one team is going to benefit above all else. Yeah. And if it's your team, you don't give a fuck. You're going to get shit thrown on you for everything. And teams have proven that from every single sport. Like, we see, like, people who are not Patriots fans hate the Patriots. Yeah. For, because they win. People say, ah, oh, they cheat. People say, oh, they, this, ah, oh, this, whatever. But the bottom line is you hate the Patriots because you're not a Patriots fan. True. And that's that's pretty much what it's going to boil down to. Like if they do something like a special kind of tournament and like an outside team like the Coyotes end up going on a magical run and winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. People are going to hate the Coyotes. Oh, you got this path to it. Like you didn't deserve. Like Especially what? if we don't come around the year after. Like if next year we don't come anywhere close to the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, we're going to get a lot of hate if something like that were to happen. Um, but I do get what you're saying. I mean, at the end of the day. Um, we have to, we have to understand that this virus has affected everybody. Yeah. Every every sport, and I mean, it's going even as far as the NFL right now that it's affecting their. It could potentially affect their season if this continues being the way it, it goes. I mean, it already affected the MLB. I mean, I think they completely canceled spring training. So I think no more spring training games. They're just gonna go straight into the season when they come back, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just it's it's insane what's going on, and and that's the thing that thing to remember. Of course, um, of course, we we play all of this when we go back to playing, when we go back to actually uh, getting together in stadiums. Of course, all this comes after we get the all clear. I we we understand even we're sports guys, but we understand that it's definitely safety first. And here at Sticks and Kicks, we we uh, we support the decision to not play sports and not gather tens of thousands of people inside of an arena when we have this thing going around um people make arguments left and right oh it's not deadly oh it's not this and that oh you won't even feel it whatever whatever it may be it's still going around so let's just stay calm we'll all ride through this together and then we will get our lives back eventually sooner or later this is not a forever thing. It's not a forever thing. And, you know... And so that's why we can talk about things like this, that when we do come back, how is the hockey season going to pan out? You know, the NBA season, who was also cut short, how is that going to pan out? We can talk like this because we know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We don't know how long the tunnel is, but, but we know we'll get to there. Forward to. I mean, it, it's just... It's one of those things that... It, it It's... We all need to know... Or understand that at the end of the day, there will be sports again. At the end of the day, there will be, you know, able to go calmly to the stores and get things that are necessities without having to worry about uh, showing up at fucking five or six in the morning to get, you know, to get in line. You know, things yeah, and, like that. And you know what? Now that you're talking about that, I did read this one article that uh, asked everyone, like, all right, all this is a remain calm sort of thing. Just don't go to the store for one week. Mm-hmm. One week is all it's going to take for the stores to restock. Just give it five days. That's pretty much what it gave. Give, give it five days. Let the stores restock and then go back and buy what you need. Like if everyone just goes back to buying what they need, there is no shortage. Right now, there's still no shortage. It's just that. All the supplies are for everyone who hoarded everything in the beginning. And, and that's what I said to earlier when I was actually in that line. We were waiting. We were talking about it. It wasn't that we were making jokes or anything or, or making light of the situation. But 
what I was talking about is like, you know, we're, we're acting like there's a shortage of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all this stuff. There's no shortage. The toilet paper companies, they're still out there making toilet paper. Yeah. There's so much toilet paper. There, It's just the fact that we're hoarding the toilet paper is what's making people freak out. Like social media people, like people that are on social media need to quit posting those posts of like empty shelves and stuff like that because that's the last thing we need. It just creates panic. It like, creates panic and it's it's unnecessary. Because then when like next week when the deliveries come in and they're stocked with toilet paper again, you just have that image in your mind like, oh my God, this is all going to disappear again. So I'm going to need these three exactly. giant boxes of toilet paper before exactly. they're gone. And I mean, they're limited now. I mean, the, the good thing is Costco... Um, has put out and said that they're not going to be taking returns on toilet paper, water, hand sanitizer. Well, Lucy, who's going to take the money back? Like, if you bought a, ro- a, a box of toilet paper for 50 bucks, pe- people that did that are going to sell those toilet paper for like $5 each on OfferUp. Yeah, so but even that's not happening. A lot of places, a lot of people are getting caught down. Have you not heard of that? The guy that uh, had bought like 17,000 hand sanitizer? Like, no, no, no. I get that people are getting cracked down, but people will still do that. So, like, Yo, the whole, yeah. I, like I get what Costco is doing and bravo for them for doing that. They're not going to let people get their money back for that. They're still going to be able to sell it yes. because we can talk about it right there, but there's going to be another person who's like hasn't had toilet paper in two yes. weeks. They're going to pay the five dollars. Yes. And and what I'm, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if you're hoarding toilet paper just because you wanted to sell it when the pandemic's over and you didn't sell all your toilet paper, they're not going to take it back. You can't go yeah. back a month later try to be like, I need to return this toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Or this this 20,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. It doesn't work that way. That's what they're saying. Obviously, yes, they're still going to sell it, but, you know, but whatever. Whatever. In light of that, though. We're not going to talk about this. I'm mad now. In light, <laughs> in light of that, though, um, I'm, I'm glad because, you know, Alice Morello was actually one of the first people in, in the NHL uh, uh, with a lot of other owners uh, but he was one of the first who proposed a plan to pay the part-time and full-time employees of Gila River Arena. Yes. So, if we all know, Alex Morello is the owner of the Coyotes. Um, he owns the team. He does not own Gila, Gila River Arena. So, to pay the employees, the part-time and the full-time employees at Gila River, be, you know because Gila River wasn't going to do so or there was no talk about Gila River doing so, he went and took that step forward to do it. Yes. Which is... No, that is, that's is completely amazing. I mean, Alex Morello, he's a self-made guy. So, like, he started... Like, he literally started from the bottom and now he's where he is. Started yeah. from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, did, he did his thing and he knows what it's like to have to live paycheck to paycheck. He's seen that with his family. Like, he's seen that with his community. So, yeah, he did uh, take a major step forward and say, you know, we're going to make sure that these employees who are not his employees, we cannot stress that enough. These people don't work for for Alex Morello. They work for Gila River Arena because he does not own the arena. He is making sure that they are all getting paid even though there's no hockey games going on because he knows how important they are to the community. He knows that they this is their livelihood well in general i mean like there's not it's not just there's no it's not just that there's no hockey there's no concerts there's no nothing yes. going on yes and in healer river does these things where they're doing like they do concerts and they do all they they host uh what's that whole like monster truck thing too sometimes uh, like they yeah. host it there sometimes yeah well they, no they that's at uh 
Is that a at the a, stadium? A stadium, State at Farm, the, a State Farm Stadium. But yeah, but yeah, I get your point. Like concerts, um, different events that they have. Yeah, they uh, you know, uh, uh, WWU was in town recently. They were WWU? able to get in there before, huh? WWU. WWU is that what you said? Who said WWE? You, you said WWU. No, I said WWE was here. No, you know, you said WWE. God damn it, Lucio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like different events like that that uh, that people come in and <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Speak you right. Speak right. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take this opportunity to go ahead and try to connect with Kenny. Uh, like I said, we were able to pull him back out of that Costco. We snuck him home. And he has been living in a bubble for the past three days. I, he has had zero human contact. So he might be a caveman by now for, for all we know. Yeah, we'll see, we'll to, see if we can get a hold of his uh, see what's going on. And his I got, quarantine ass. I have a lot of very delicate equipment going on right here. So we'll see what we can get. Let's see if he's home. Maybe he died. He has me saved under his phone under Pizza Hut. Oh, does he? <laughs> well, maybe. Hello? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm surviving, man. How you guys doing? All right. That's good to hear. We're doing good. We're doing good. You know, We're doing uh, real good. So with us on the line, we have Kenny, who's making his first uh, contact with humans, like we said, for the past three days, uh, living in a bubble, uh, not really being able to... Interact yeah. with the rest of the world. Um, can you still speak English, Kenny? Yeah, uh, you know it's cool. Like you know, I I, I changed my breaks. I, uh, I I learned Cantonese. I've watched every. Video <laughs> you read, on, you uh, ready to go to China, uh, bro? Uh, so every video on Pornhub from A to Z. So uh, I feel I feel good, man. Like I feel really, really uh, a part of society, and uh, uh, it's it's good to be back, you know. And, I can teach you guys a few things now. So oh. you know, I, right now I'm just picturing that episode of Family Guy where Peter becomes like a caveman. He's been living in the woods for like three months. I, I believe that's what we're getting right now. And yeah, you know, it's cool. I I, I got a volleyball. I I, uh, I I split my wrist and, and made a little face out of it. So I mean, we're good, bro. Hundred like, percent. Like day five. I feel like a new man. As as long as you don't poke a hole in that volleyball. Yeah, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, it's none of your business what happens behind closed doors, okay, guys? <laughs> all right, uh, so, Kenny, we were just talking right now about how all this has been uh, affecting everything, but uh, how yeah. we're how we're kind of coping with it here in Arizona. And uh, right. we're just having a conversation right now about Alex Morello kind of stepping up and pretty much being yeah. a savior here for the workers of uh, Gila River Arena. A savior is a... To put it lightly, I, I honestly, they, uh, a lot of NHL owners uh, had had difficulties, you know, tossing this up. Like, we don't know really what they have to do day to day, but we what we do know is that the arena itself, whoever owns the arena, and Alex Morello does not own Gila River Arena. It's owned privately, um, and really without putting the burden on them Alex Morello stepped up and came up with a compensation plan for for part-time and and full-time employees um, to make sure that they're compensated throughout this time and really that's a 
That's extremely honorable. I mean, that it's not his staff. I mean, it's he obviously, you know, relies on them heavily uh, to to make sure that his guests, so to speak, are are, are welcome. But these guys also work concerts. They also work. Uh, we were just you know, any, that. any event that happens at Healy River Arena, and he he's agreed to to make sure that they're taken care of. And if uh, if there's one thing in Arizona that we've always thirst, well, as far as Arizona Coyotes, because the Bidwells are are a different breed. Uh, but as far as the Arizona Coyotes, we've always longed for someone who gave a shit, and not only gave a shit, but could back it up financially. Um, and I. I I don't think that we could be any luckier with the honor that we have right now. I mean, just just to see him step up to the plate in a a national pandemic, regardless of what your 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 opinions are of it right now or your views, uh, we're going through a weird time. It's a weird time to be alive. And shit. All right, Kenny, you still there? Yeah, are you not hearing me? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just went ahead and uh, did a couple of different movements here with my technology. <laughs> did you guys catch any of that shit? Because I'm basically, basically just fucking told you a novel. Did you tell did us you a novel, Kenny? Yeah, I did. I told you guys a novel. Did you catch any of that bullshit? Uh, I, forgot I forgot where, where, where we where leave, off. leave off. We lost like the last 10 seconds before I yeah. talked to you. The last 10 seconds of the novel. Well, it was probably so. I don't know where you guys want me to take off. It's so hard not being there. What the hell's happening right now? So you guys are going to have to really help me out here. Alright, no, no. Alright, so pretty much what we did is I got a very amateur setup right here where I have my phone up against my microphone on speaker so and now i got lucio in a different room with uh also merged on this call so i pretty much have both of you guys on a phone call well it sounds it sounds beautiful I can you hear me now can you yeah we're rolling boys let's keep it moving all right lucio hang up it's not gonna work you still there kenny yeah, I'm here. All right. So uh, we also talked a little bit about this uh, these new acquisitions for the Coyotes, uh, talking about uh, Jonathan McGregor and this other player. What is Nick Susesi? Nick yeah. Susesi. Yep. Nate Susesi. Nate Susesi. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, so uh, he's a leading point getter at, at Penn State. Um, I think he had 16 goals. I'm not, I'm not in front of a computer right now, uh, transparently speaking, but um, – in the NCAA, that's 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 not anything to bat your eyes at. You know, what I mean, like uh, it's any any time that you can you can get depth, uh, which the Coyotes did um, over a two day span. Gregor and Sassi, um, it's you never know, man. Like you, you sign these players, and I don't want to say it's for free because it costs you a contract spot and obviously some money. Um, but compared to but others, Connor. Look at the Connor Garland story, right? You know, yep. I mean, like he was a he was a late round draft pick, and um, he's now leading our our team in in, in scoring. So you never know. There's uh, uh, Alexander Burroughs. Uh, he was a he was a Vancouver Canuck, right? 
And uh, guys, if you ever if you ever want a good hockey story, you go and look at Alexander Burroughs. Not because he's one of the most hated players in hockey, but because of his come up story. He started off in the coast, which is the ECHL. Uh, they make six hundred dollars a week. Uh, and they are the minor league to the minor leagues, right? They are the uh, so it goes the NHL, the AHL, and the ECHL, um, and they are the minor leagues of the minor leagues. And 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 that man started in the ECHL and and, and put his nose at the grindstone and became a player that he knew that everybody would hate, and that made him sticky, that made him recognizable, and. Uh, it got him up to the NHL, and he put up back back thirty goals, thirty goal seasons. Um, so, really, you never know where depth will take you, and and we've seen that firsthand with Connor Garland, a late draft pick. You know, uh, probably a hundred and ninety pounds soaking wet, uh, if that. Probably less than that, I'm assuming. But uh, a tiny guy in comparison to to other other NHLers or any other pro athlete to say that I mean uh, but he's he's made a huge impact and and you never know uh, I don't want to say that either of these boys that we signed are gonna come in and fucking light it up or anything but you know it's it's you never know you, you never, never know. know and it's great it's great for our development you know a lot of people forget the fact and I'm rambling so sorry guys but uh, a lot of people forget the fact that you have to take care of your minor leagues too, right? That's good for morale. Oh, definitely, Lawson, yeah. Lawson Krause, um, Christian Fisher, uh, Connor Garland, they all came from Tucson. And if they were in a losing environment the entire time, do you think they'd be – of course, they're going to be motivated, but do you think that they're going to have the proper tools to move on and, and really take that next step if they're just taking a shit on the ice every night, right? Uh, the Tucson Roadrunners, ever since their genesis, have been an amazing team. They've been really well run. Their their former coach just won a Stanley Cup in St. Louis. Uh, he, he's the assistant coach, Mike Van Ryn. Shout out to him. He took really good care of our, of our minor league and uh, some of the players that we have on the roster right now that are extremely integral. So, uh, you have to take care of your minor league team and uh, minor league teams. You know, they're minor leagues, minor league. You have to take care of them. You have to make sure that they have a good uh, supportive staff uh, to work with and, and, and decent talent to pull from. And, I mean, at the same time, you're doing yourself a favor because you never know. One of those guys might come in and fucking light it up, just like Connor Garland did. And, uh, He's their fucking leading goal scorer in the NHL. The best bargain in the NHL, hands down. Put my dick on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I definitely agree. And uh, especially with that thing uh, that you said about building up the farm system, uh, changing gears a little bit, is uh, we see that a lot in baseball, how for years the Diamondbacks had the weakest farm system. Like, they had absolutely yeah. nothing in their pipeline, and that made it, like, horrible uh, they that made it a horrible team to trade with so we couldn't get any of these like trade deadline right. deals that that started going on because we can offer as many prospects as we like we had we have pretty much nothing that anybody wanted and right. um once um our our gm um uh mike hazen right he yeah he, he, i like him i'm not a dog i'm not a, a diamondbacks fan um as you guys can imagine 
they hate on me a lot being a Dodgers fan, but um, y- you know, you you see a successful franchise, the Dodgers, uh, and what they did. Define successful. Guys like define successful. I, hey man, I get it. I know that the Diamondbacks won a won a, a championship in 2001. I get that. A, a lot more recent than the, so yeah. So where's the success? Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I'm not <laughs> hating on the Diamondbacks at all, but I mean, you got to make the playoffs every once in a while, and the and the Dodgers are uh, are pretty known for that. And if it weren't for people beating on trash cans, you never know. We'd have, we might have. Uh, I love we it. Might have, uh, yeah, we might have. We might have another ring or two. So, um, but off the Dodgers talk, you're right. You have you have to because think about this. Like if you do not properly invest in your asset by drafting the best player available you're, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot that's what bothers me about sports nowadays especially especially football I, I don't want to I'm not trying to change the tune too much but don't draft your position draft the best player available because I've always loved that, that yes you, I, any, any time that you do that you've got an appreciating asset by far, right? Yeah. You draft for a position, you're weak. You're a weak-minded general manager. You are trying to save your job. You're trying to get immediate results. And a lot of the time, it does not work out. You draft best player available no matter what. If you're stacked on defense and the best player available at your draft position is a defender, you take a defender. Yep. If And if, if you don't, if you... Well, if you don't, you're you're fucking yourself, right? Because the next team is gonna say, you know what? That's I don't I don't care if we're stacked on defense. That is the best player available. He's gonna become an asset if he if he pushes somebody out of their current position. That's that's good news for us. Yep. If he becomes a blue chip prospect and a trade asset, that's good for us. You sit there and you try to force a a square peg into a round hole because you want immediate results. You're a selfish general manager. You're looking out for your own job, and that's a, that's a fact. So, and you know, you know what? We, that that's actually a good segue into uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about before we let you go. Now, Lucio and I are going to get into this second half of the show, but um, general managers who have pretty much been on the block for a while, Steve Kim, he is one of the most hated men in Arizona up until anymore, the, past, the up until the last two weeks. Now, what do you think oh, yeah. of this? Uh, first of all, this trade, which Lucio says is not a big deal, this DeAndre Hopkins trade. I didn't say it wasn't a not big a, deal. Not a big deal. Probably the second best wide receiver in the last three years. Yep. Uh, maybe, maybe has an argument for the best. But according but, to Lucio, no, that, that, that was no, unimportant. No. That really did not what matter. What I said was that it wasn't the biggest news in the uh, in the uh, in the trade it's like the in the free agency news in the off season, no it's not I, I i think no I it's think not it's over tom brady no it's there not there you go it's thank you no no thank you. no it's not over tom brady the only reason why tom brady is fucking news right now is because his resume and the fact that he left the team after two decades and yep. that what else do you need how is that not bigger all right if if that's all you need why why isn't philip rivers getting the same love because Philip Rivers didn't win six rings with his team. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the bigger asset to their team? 
I don't know. You got the whisper. What's his face? The quarterback whisper. So I don't know. He <laughs> might bring. Arians. He might bring. Bruce Arians, I'm not gonna lie. Bruce Arians is a great quarterback coach. The traitor though. And and they've got Godwin and and Godwin and who else? Who else on the flank there? Number thirteen. I forget his name. Evans. Evans. Oh. Evans. Yeah. And then, and then you, yeah, then you got one of the best pair, like the best duos of wide receivers in the NFL. Then how is he not going to do they nothing? Ha- and they have running back like Ronald Jones for a while there. He fucking was lighting shit up. Yeah, exactly. He's and got so, he's got weapons. I mean, the Buccaneers and, and anybody that sits there and says that Tom Brady is a traitor or Tom Brady, you know what? Fuck off, dude. He got you six Super Bowl rings. He That's did true. everything in his power. I mean, he literally scratched and clawed. Man, but he's respectful in the he fact is. that he sat there and, and, and turned your franchise around. Uh, it's he, true. Why not let this guy go on a sunset tour in Tampa Bay, no state <laughs> income tax, <laughs> living, yeah. living on white sand beaches with his wife, who's probably going to eat that shit up. Let him, let him go out, man. Let him. He, he, he was great for the sport, and and he's a, he's we, the goat. Got to live and see the goat, you know, the, <laughs> the all-time best. And now I, I cannot uh, let you go without getting your your input on this because I know Lucio and I Fucking are gonna man. get into this. He's gonna do Will it. Cam Newton be a Panther next year? I think Cam Newton is. Hundred percent, not going to be a Panther. Um, he's the, the the tables have already turned. Unfortunately, the the relationship is soured. I mean, that's evident. If anybody follows social media at all, uh, Cam Newton's pretty upset. The Panthers are ready to move on. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is an underrated pickup. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a a solid QB. Um, he was ever since his draft year. He just never really had a good nope. opportunity. He was not a um, Southern QB. He's terrible. He is terrible. No, wait, you're, 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 he, you're no. fucking lying to yourself. He is terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. He's not a good quarterback. He's, he's the replacement. Lucio. He's worse. He's worse than injury prone than Cam Newton is. And you're gonna sit here and tell me, oh, he didn't get a chance. He's injury prone, but guess what? No. Guess what? He's, he's cheaper. He's younger. Sorry, sorry to say this. He's less dramatic. No, what? Uh, <laughs> you know how much the Panthers oh, pay for his for Cam Newton's baggage when they travel? They no, he doesn't get. You're <laughs> fucking retarded. Get out of here. He has a bigger purse than all your tias <laughs> that you have in your family. <laughs> I know. I know how Mexican families roll. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not even the case. Listen here. Listen here. Can we? Can you we? Can you hang up on him already? Can you hang up on him already? I don't want to hear his rhetoric about my team. Hey, I, I, I'm talking to you. You have to have a change, right? Just like the Coyotes needed one. Just like the I do agree. One. I do yeah, agree with the change. Listen, listen here, listen here, buddy. You have to have a change up. Special elders. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I'm older than him. Quarterback. That's the, probably the nicest thing you're gonna hear me say. But I mean, he's also a good person. I don't want to say anything bad about his character. He's a good person, but I don't think he. You're breaking up. I think I think he needs to go to a spot like uh, New England. I think he needs to go there and and be humbled by by Bill Belichick and just there realize, you go. hey, there you go. 
<laughs> you are the you are the square peg. Um, <laughs> you're gonna if you want to win championships, just follow my lead. You're gonna and, round out and, here, buddy. Yep. And, but honestly, I know that we're on the topic, and I figured this is you know I know you guys want to let me go. You guys are so eager to let me go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I was talking to Lucio about this. I think that the Patriots would be dumb, extremely dumb to not buy low on Josh Rosen right now. Oh, definitely. Uh, Josh Rosen is is a a big quarterback. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's smart. Maybe not football smart, but that could be trained by of course the best coach in all time, Bill Belichick. Uh well maybe not all time, but in the current era. Um shout out to Jimmy Johnson. Uh but the, they would be dumb because they're uh, Miami's drafting a quarterback. It's it's not a question. They're gonna get Tua. They might even trade up to get Burrow. Um, that's some rumors that have come out lately. But what do they um, have to give? Re- reg- regardless, I mean, you ha- you you have to take a chance on Rosen because he's been in back back shit situations. Uh, I, I I think that if he were here this year, if Kyler Murray decided to go baseball. Rather than than football, I I think that Rosen needed one more year in Arizona. Now I love Kyler Murray. I think he's he's gonna be amazing, and he's a he's a generational talent. But I honestly felt like Josh Rosen got shafted a little bit, and he went to Miami where he was destined to fail unfortunately i mean they got fitzpatrick battling and well yeah that, that's and, the problem uh, with with rookie quarterbacks the best quarterback is going to go to the worst team and that's kind of putting them in a position that most young quarterbacks of that caliber have never been before because like the josh rosens of the world have been the best ever since they were in elementary school when they were middle school yeah. when they were in high school and then when they were in the college they were always the best and to be go go from there to the worst team in the nfl Every single yeah. year, because it's not the same in college when you're getting drafted in well, college. Here's the thing, though. I don't think I, and I see where Lucio is going with this. I don't think he's another Matt Liner, another former tenth overall pick by the Cardinals. Yep. I don't think he's another Matt Liner. I, I respected Matt Liner's career. I loved watching him and his play action in the early years of Cardinals. You know, you know, like fucking Ken Wisenhunt and. We were just tearing shit up, and we went eight and eight, and fucking, you know, it was it was a fun time to watch him, you know. But um, Matt Liner, I just don't feel like he had the gusto in him. I don't think he had the motivation, and I may be completely off on that, but that's a bystander's view of the situation. What I see of Josh Rosen, he's he's hungry, he's pissed off. He got drafted. 10th overall when he wanted to be drafted in the top three. Yep. Um, he was upset about that. He went to the Cardinals and said, "Hey, I want to, you know, I, I want to make all the nine teams before me regret their decision." He did. He did all right. He was great. He didn't have a good O line. He did. It was. Uh, there was so many problems. Coaching yeah. wise, I mean, that didn't last long at all. Then, uh, you know, we we finished. I, I mean, look at Drew Brees' first game. I mean, if you guys want to watch a fun game, it, I believe it was against the Buccaneers. Drew Brees' first game in San Diego. I mean, he was rusty, but he had some shiny moments, and people thought Drew Brees, Drew Brees was going to be shit. 
He is shit, by the way. Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees, I mean, he's Fuck Drew boring, Brees. What does Cam Newton Jesus got besides Christ. a purse? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I definitely agree with with you, Kenny, on that. Uh, Josh Rosen, if the Patriots were to pick him up or wherever he ends up going, with the first chance he gets with a decent O-line, with a system that he can actually work with, I think Josh Rosen is still going light, to light things up. He's never been put in yeah. a good situation in the NFL, but he still has that in him. And uh, we'll Did see where hear, that takes him. You, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's it's hard on the phone. But you're a Cardinals fan. You like Josh Rosen, right? I do, yeah. I, I, I liked him ever since we drafted. I loved the first thing he said was that he was going to make the nine teams before him. That He was going to make him sorry. I love that confidence. So, yeah, no, I hope yeah, nothing but, for the, but the best for him. Lucio was there when we traded up from, I think we had 15, and we, we, we went from 15, 15 to 10, yeah. 15 and 9. Yeah. Lucio was there, and oh, I was fucking, I, I sat there, and as soon as I saw the Cardinals had the pick, I'm like, oh, we're getting chosen Rosen, baby. We are getting Rosen. I was jumping up and down. And the I, Rosen I, one. What's that? The Rosen one. The Rosen one, exactly. <laughs> I I was I was pumped about him, you know what I mean, and and I still think I I think he's a great kid. Like honestly, like it's tough to say that he's a kid because he's probably twice our size and everything, but he's a kid. He you is know, a kid, like, yeah. He, he, he's a, he's a great kid. He's good. Who does not want that in an athlete, right? You have to be confident. DeAndre Hopkins was just quoted in a video. A Cardinals coach came up to him when we were playing them. He said, "Hey, I think you're the best there is." And guess what his answer was? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I love exactly. it. Exactly. You you want that in an in an athlete, and but quarterbacks are, are are under so much scrutiny, and he hasn't had a good job, and so he hasn't had a good opportunity, like you said. And and I was telling Lucio the other day, he he's slow, he's big, and he's got a cannon of an arm. Who does that remind you of? Tom Brady. That's reminds you of Tom Brady. Now I'm not saying Philip Rivers. Be the next Tom Brady. <laughs> that would be extremely. Ex- that would be like my son trying to put on my shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like it, big shoes to fill. Like I, I was not a diss on my son. He's a pretty cool kid. Uh, well, but, he's outside a bubble right now. Like you're the one that's inside. And he also has big yeah, exactly. ass feet too. I bathe in Windex, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, all right, um, hey. but really, I. I I think it would be a it, it would be a dumb move for them not to buy buy low right now. Definitely, yeah. All right, hey Kenny, we got we got to go to a break right here. But thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to have you back here in the in the room sooner rather than later. Yeah, I just want to apologize to the little audience that we have right now. I uh, I would have loved to have been there last week. I just didn't want to risk it. There was too much situation going on right now, and and I got an infant son at home and then of course you know later on that week i find out somebody tested positive at my work yeah um, at say so we got what's that at say yeah. he says say yeah i mean it's all over the news nobody's nobody's gonna hate it if we say it but it, you know paypal i work at paypal it's a great company they're ah, taking care, they don't care pay of us. their employees and until, they don't pay us until Kenny. they pay us they're say yeah right exactly but no free ads yeah um but no it's um it's it's been a bummer i really i really wish to uh join you guys and 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 you know have some beers and kick back and 
talk sports even though there's nothing going on but uh, i'll be back it just could be uh, in to the viewer or to the listeners that we do have it could be a couple more weeks before i i'm able to get back in a room with people but um that's that's mandated i have no choice but we'll, we'll figure it out like we did this episode and i, I won't i won't talk anymore <laughs> no we hear you buddy me. hey uh stay safe to us to keep your family safe we'll we'll be around be safe, Kenny. Um, we well, love you. guys. I appreciate you. Uh, but we got to let you go. Bye. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, All Kenny. Right. All right. Be good. Bye. All right. And that was Kenny Mitchell joining us on our phone line here, which we now know semi-works. I think he was... That was the longest I've ever heard him talk. I sat back here and was, like, waiting for him to finish because it was so hard for me to try to interject because I had to like like go forward and speak loud enough for you can hear me. But God, Kenny, I love you. I love you. That was great. Uh, that was great news. Great informative news. I mean, it was fantastic. But um, uh, definitely. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and go to break. And remember that this show is brought to you by Maya's Pizza Bar and Grill, who is still um, giving giving away some. Uh, doing their their own promotion like they're still open curbside and delivery no delivery charge they're still trying to bring the best service out and it's got to be said too maya's pizza bar and grill before like everything was forced into closure they were offering free lunches to kids who were going to get affected by not being able to have breakfast or lunch at school they were letting kids come in and eat for free um that's just that's just who they are they give back to the community they Great make sure service. everyone's taken care of moose is definitely one of the most stand-up guys that you will ever meet and so uh my pizza bar and grill our shout out goes out to them uh not just because they sponsor because there's just a a1 organization from top to bottom also we're gonna give a quick shout out to uh the film bar uh they have always been great to us uh, the Phoenix Rising to uh, the Red Fury and the Benditos. Um, they've always been uh, there for us. And uh, in the time of need right now, uh, we're going to show them that we're there for them. There is some donations going on line. If you guys go on Twitter or Instagram, you might be uh, be able to find it. Facebook as well. Um, and they're about 75% good with paying all their employees. Uh, so, I mean, if you guys want to go ahead and uh, go into Twitter, I'll try to get it on the the Twitter site for us. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely put up the link. And for right now, the biggest special that I've ever seen in my life yeah. is for $120, Movies for Life at Film Bar. $120, Movies for Life. You, you, you'll you never have to pay for a movie ticket again going into Film Bar. And, you know, if you guys don't know, Film Bar plays a lot of, like, they play back-in-the-day movies. They play popular movies. They play movies that, you know, they just play so much stuff. They have good beer, good f- well, I wouldn't say good food, but they have food. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a movie theater, so, yeah, so just, there's not just like having food beer food. there is great. Yeah, they got popcorn. And they got local beer. They got local beer, too. So, uh, great place. Support them, please. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Sticks and Cakes. Thank you guys so much for continuing to putting up with us uh, 
our bullshit going on <laughs> over here. We uh, we tr- we try our best to like kind of entertain, bring a little bit of information, mostly entertain because let's face it, we know we pretty much know nothing about what we're talking about, but we're trying to just bring good vibes right what now. What are you talking about? Especially in times like this. About. No, you're a Carolina fan. You know you don't know anything about what you're talking about. The, the so yeah, fan. like I said, we're trying to bring good vibes out here to all the people uh, affected, especially, uh, and that just does not go out to people who are actually sick or actually have the coronavirus, but literally everyone affected because this has affected everything in our lives. Everybody. There's no sports to watch on TV. Nope. There's there's uh, like shows that we were planning on going to, concerts that we were planning on going to, that all got canceled. Yep. Uh, can um, barely go outside, uh, yep. which... I say barely because you can still go outside. You can take a walk. You can go to like a like a, a park or something. Just like as long as you're not trying to like gather a bunch of people. I mean, it's people funny can still take walks and they can, you can still live your yeah. life. So it's not like lock yourself in a room. Uh, I know we got Kenny in a bubble somewhere, but that was his own fault for going to Costco and stealing free samples. <laughs> well, not just that. I mean, like it's funny though that we talk about like the social distancing and stuff, but yet we're all still socially um, gathering at. Like the fries or the Walmart or, you know, these places that, I mean, they can't close down because people need them. So, but at the end of the day, uh, you're right. You know, we can still do stuff, you guys. We can still go out there. Um, I know that we said earlier that we weren't going to talk about it again. I'm just going to, you know, it's just a quick one while we get back into it. Uh, Everyone just stay safe. Just be out there. You know, I know you guys heard it hundreds of times already, if not thousands, you know, wash your fucking hands. And if you didn't wash your hands before, like, God damn, you're fucking You're part gross. of the fucking problem. Yeah, you're part God of the problem. It. You know, the fact that we need to tell people to wash their hands is alarming. In my in my, <laughs> in my <laughs> mind, telling people to wash their hands is like, did you not wash your hands going to the bathroom? Well, shit. So, well, I mean, if you're going to throw shade at me right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Probably, I guess. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, just stay safe. Try to stay you know, away from people, especially if you're around older people, um, uh, try to stay, uh, like I said, stay away from everybody for a little while, you know, play video games. I mean, uh, this is a good time to buy a console. I know GameStop is still open. If you guys want to buy your consoles at GameStop. I thought they closed all their storefronts. Nope. They're still open, technically. They're still, and I, I know because I work at GameStop, uh, we're still open. Um, their hours have changed a little bit, so uh, they're not open as long and they open a little bit later. Uh, so that uh, they're still there. I mean, it's one of those things. Go ahead and get your console, get your online stuff ready. Uh, you know, uh, I know for me, Centrally, because already told me that they're not going to turn off my internet anymore. Uh, so if this whole thing goes south, so I mean, at least you have some social contact with people online. Uh, other than that, let's get into it and let's start with uh, the kicks part of this portion. Yeah, well, uh, not really too much news that we have in terms of the Phoenix Rising. We do, we can um, uh, give out as news has been out for about a week now that they extended what was originally a 30-day suspension of the USL. So now the earliest that we are coming back is May 10th. May 10th. And then I think they would f- put on. Our first fixture after that would probably be on May 16th if we come back against Sacramento. And it's going to be here. The next, if we come back on May 10th, the next three games will be home games, which is great. But at the same time, it's like we've already missed all of March. We're going to miss all of April. So any plans to, you know, we're already missing the fact that people miss flights to go to San Antonio. San Antonio is a great place. Apparently, a lot of the supporters really well. 
I know a lot of the red. I know a few of the Red Fury and a, and a few of the San Antonio. Band. I you know how hard it was for me to get a drink in San Antonio after midnight. Uh, yeah, but that 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 left a bad taste in my mouth. But this is this is pre gaming before the game. I mean, I don't care about after the thing. I care about after it's the Texas. Game. I don't care about Texas in general. Well, I don't care about Texas, but I can, I would like to be able to get a drink. Okay, well, whatever, dude. Like, relax. No, it's not whatever. This is what we base this art, this whole existence on. Is drinking? Yeah. Okay, well. If it weren't for drinking, we would not be friends. Do you think so? You would not be in this room. If I didn't drink? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, after that, you know, we'd play Colorado, and then we'd play Reno. Um, and we all know uh, Reno... Uh, Colorado, they're not really anything big for us. Sacramento as well. I mean, the next big game or the big thing for us would have been uh, the New Mexico game, which would have been the would be the first away game because actually the first four games would be away uh, would be home, and the next game would be uh, the first away game would be in New Mexico, which I mean I know a lot of us were going to. Um, San Antonio had their uh, not San Antonio San Diego had their stupid thing on Wednesday because they couldn't handle the heat, you know, because I know if they knew that if Phoenix Rising would have gotten a weekend game with them, we would have taken them out in June, you know, because who doesn't want to go by the beach? Other than that, I mean, there's not really much to do. I mean, follow the players online on their social medias. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. Santi Moore and uh, Bacara out there training together, doing, you know, some yoga and doing some, some running around. Uh, I don't know if you saw Eric Dick with his uh, with his uh, challenges. He's like bouncing a tennis ball into a little basket. Uh, I mean, take it. He doesn't have a lot of furniture in his house. <laughs> but well, he's, he's waiting on that first paycheck to hit. Probably right. Apparently, did not <laughs> come through. <laughs> no, no shade thrown. I love it. You know, he's a great dude. Um, he's actually very funny. He's hiked a couple of the mountains here in, in Arizona. Uh, which is really nice. Uh, for for those of you guys listening, can you help me out? What is the mountain up north, like on 32nd Street and like Shea or something? I have no idea, but I know that that's where that's a very popular hiking site. If you guys can let me know on social media, what is the name of that place? And uh, yeah, I mean, like you got everybody else. I mean, not a lot of people posting things, but right now, but we're all in their quarantine, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, the season had just officially started when we were three episodes in, and then all of a sudden it officially stopped. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing more to say, nothing more to do than to just kind of wait it out. But, you know, we decided to uh, do a transition, though, uh, today. Talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in sports that are not sticks and kicks, so not hockey or soccer. Uh, and we're going to go rolling back into the football thing because I know Danny really wanted to get into this whole debate with me. Well, yeah, it's one of the only sports that's actually bringing out news. Yeah, and the fact true. that it's such great news for the Arizona Cardinals just makes it even better. Look, I'm going to tell you this. Okay, you guys, if you guys don't know, uh, I'm not a Cardinals fan. Uh, it's just, it, I didn't, didn't know that the Cardinals were a team growing up. Uh, you know, my parents are from Mexico, so... Coming in, they didn't watch anything other than soccer. So growing up, I didn't know what was going on. Um, but oh, oh, hold on, real quick, you guys. Kenny's calling in. Kenny's calling in. Give me a second. He hates you. 
What's going on, buddy? We're on. Uh, we're on air. Oh, never mind. Are you sure? <laughs> I just wanted to see how everything went. Go on. It, it's it's going well. You were heard right. loud and clear, so. All right. All right, buddy. All right. I know you couldn't keep yourself away from the mic, but, you know. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that you hear right here live on Sticks and Kicks. Yeah. This well, is... like, we're, we're not actually live right now, but we'll get there. We're, we're getting there to where, like, pretty soon we're going to be putting out our shows completely live. Y'all be able to chime in, get in with your Twitter questions, uh, messaging us if you have our numbers. And if not, it'll written across several bathrooms across the country. So don't worry. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I'd get into too many debates with people online that way. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> All right, yet. well, let's start with this debate right here <sighs> that you called not a big deal. That is not big news. But Cardinals getting no. DeAndre motherfucking Hopkins. I didn't say it wasn't big news. What that I, no. broke free agency. No, the, the, no it broke it wide no, open. No, no, you. This is what you said. You said that was the news that broke the free agency. Now I was like. Timeout, absolutely it not. It definitely kicked it off. Absolutely not. It ripped that fucking door down. And then down, you said that. And it just kept no, on. Then you said that. That's different. You saying that this is what opened up free agency. Like, What to, is a bigger deal than this? Uh, Tom Brady going to the No, fucking, it's not. We just went over this with Kenny. No, Kenny agreed. went over it because I couldn't no. interject very well. That, so now that he's gone. All right, he can't, why is Tom Brady signing? Because. Tem- why is that bigger? How how is that not bigger? It's literally Tom Brady going from a team that he's been in his whole career, won six Super Bowl rings, more rings than any quarterback in history, with one of the greatest coaches of all time, with one arguably the best team of all time, the Patriots, and then he went to Tampa. How is that not the biggest news? DeAndre Hopkins, not saying that it's not big news, because it is. It is big news. We, it's the we, biggest news. No, it's not the biggest news. It is news. Biggest news. It is news. And it is worthy of being called big news. But my thing is, it's not bigger than Tom Brady signing to to Tampa. Because then all you right, have, all right. What about the deal then? The deal that was done to get DeAndre Hopkins here. What was the deal? I didn't even hear about it. That's, right, how, well, that's how not big it was. Uh, no, so it wasn't big because you didn't want to click on all, all those links. I don't there click was on 15, links about them. Ah, There's 15 different stories about it, and you didn't want to click on everything, any single one of them. 15 different stories about it in like, the Arizona Cardinals Anyway. Stuff. Keep going. Tell me what it is. To, to, to get the deal done, the Cardinals sent over... Uh, what's his fucking face? I already forgot him. See, they don't even David know. Johnson. That's oh, his name. Oh. They, they sent away uh, David Johnson, uh, I believe, this year's second round and next year's fourth round pick. And the Cardinals get back DeAndre Hopkins and this year's fourth round. Uh, don't quote me on that. That's I think that's what, what, the, what the deal was, just remembering offhand. But I remember thinking, like, in my mind... When you're when when you're trying to get this deal, first of all, the Cardinals wanted to get rid of David Johnson's contract, just to get that completely off the books was going to be tough, and they were looking at maybe even having to give up some of their own uh, assets to okay. try to do it, to try to t- get a team to take this contract off their hands, and so they, the Cardinals can start fresh. Now, if 
Cardinals would have given up David Johnson and gotten like a draft pick in return, and them having taken the whole contract, I believe that that could have probably been enough. Just the draft pick back, just to get this contract off. But you're gonna tell me, oh, I'm gonna throw in the best wide receiver available right now. Arguably. The best wide receiver available out there. Arguably. But anyway, yeah. So, hell fucking yeah, we're going to take that deal every single time. Get rid of it. Like, they took 100% of his contract. Do you know how rare that is? The Diamondbacks are still paying for two more years of Zach Granke's contract, even though he's gone. That's how hard it is to get rid of a bad contract. But Look, the Texans are going to take all of this. I'll tell you this, bro. Look. And give us... Look, let me say, I'll tell you this. Out of everybody in the draft, every team in the draft, in the not the draft, in the league, in the NFL, every team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals are the only team who has not taken an L with their pickings. They have been the only team who have gotten more fire than any other team. Even, even... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the fact that Tom Brady is the biggest news and the biggest stuff. Second biggest. Biggest. The Arizona Cardinals have still taken the W in here. No L's right now. They're they're winning. They're winning in the league. Right now they have they they've gotten they've acquired great players. So I mean, I don't know what you want. You you can't have both. You can't have the biggest and still take a W. You take one of the what other. What do you mean? We're doing it right now. No, you're not. We had the biggest news I'm, and... No, Tom like Brady's the biggest wins. news. Tom Brady's Steve Kime just saved his job. <laughs> yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, even, even right now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I I like Steve Kime for this. I'm going to I'm gonna go on record saying right now, this trade was not so much that Steve Kime is a great general manager. Is that... What's his face? Um... Uh, Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien? What the fuck is his I name don't know down there? Names. I don't know what it is, but that he's just so fucking stupid to do this <laughs> trade. So, I'm not, obviously, Steve Kahn was going to take it. Uh, and then uh, pile that on with that um, Cardinals have signed Drake and have him back for this year. They got their running back situation in order and still have the number eight pick. So, they did not give up their first round draft pick. They are sitting pretty right now. They are. I mean, like I said, the Cardinals are the team that actually have succeeded in getting their picks. Sorry, I was burping, you guys. It's a lot of beer. Um, but yeah, they're the only ones that have. They're winning. I mean, other than that, I mean, you got some other big news coming through. I mean, not bigger than the Tom Brady news and the DeAndre Hopkins news, but news nonetheless. And I'm gonna let you read those off since you're the one that got it down. So, let all right. Me. So yeah, well, I mean, we, we're, we're talking about news like elsewhere else in the league. Uh, Philip Rivers spent his entire career in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Well, San Diego slash LA with the Chargers, having to go through all this. The man who has never used protection in his life, both on and off the field, and now he is taking his talents to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, an interesting choice to go retire over there. I mean, I think it's a good move, though. I mean, the Colts need a need a quarterback. They didn't have, you know, with with that bullshit Andrew Luck pulled, and uh, completely uh, 
let them left them high and dry. Hey, he's sitting pretty with his millions, he is. so he's he is. But what I'm okay. saying is, like, he still left them high and dry and, and without like noticing anything. Well, would you rather be low and wet? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> but uh, uh, the Colts needed a quarterback. Um, Philip Rivers. I don't know. If it's the quarterback they needed. Uh, but it potentially can be. I mean, Philip Rivers is not a terrible quarterback. Philip Rivers, I believe, will be a good placeholder. Obviously, you can't think of Philip Rivers as your future. He's no. got not couple, as a maybe a couple of years left in his career. Uh, possible Hall of Fame career. I don't know. I don't know how all this Hall of Fame. I don't stuff know about works. Hall of Fame. I mean, I, don't, I like like you said. I don't know about the whole Hall of Fame. I don't uh, know how it works. I don't know what they what they see as Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, if you talk about longevity, he's definitely been there. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's hard to do. Like I think the average lifespan for a career in the NFL is what, like two and a half years. <laughs> it's yeah, so I think three years, something like that. So he's been there for what, close to two decades. I think it's different more. though for quarterbacks because quarterbacks don't put their bodies through the same thing as like a running back or. Well, no, like but a, a quarterback still has to be good to get re-signed year after yes. year after year. When so. it comes to that, yes, but as far as how much their body takes, it's not the same. So, I mean, that's in if you have good protection. The Cardinals don't know about that. Yeah, well, I don't know about the Colts either. Well, but, we got that. We got that going. So yeah, placeholder until they get their next. Yeah, we can leave it their at next that. big quarterback. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going from the 49ers to the Saints. A good. Uh, he's a wide receiver. Okay. Uh, going. Um, Thirty-three years old. So another one that's not like to the future. But with a quarterback with the knowledge and experience of Drew Brees, I think it's just going to be be able to find him. Emmanuel Sanders is a great route runner. Like he knows he knows how to read a defense, try to get to his spot. Yeah. Because that's what a veteran does. They do their job to get to their spot. And Drew Brees is good at placing the ball at that spot. So again, not going to look five years into the future with this no. one, but. Uh, a good addition for next year at the very least. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I absolutely hate the Saints. If you guys don't know, I'm a Panther fan, so fuck the Saints. But um, with the Saints acquiring Emmanuel Sanders, it's it's a good thing for them because Drew Brees is in the last couple years of his contract. I think the last year of his contract. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders is not going to be there long enough, but he still needs to be able. I think this is another, like, not placeholder, but like a, a veteran move from the coaches yeah. to kind of show the young kids or the young ones to kind of how to step up and or give them those, like, little techniques that they might not be able to get from a coach. And yeah, you, I think it's a good that, it's a good play on the scene. That veteran presence in yeah. the locker room, which is a lot of times it's, it's understated how much yeah. that is needed. But, yeah, that's definitely something that he brings – into uh, the conversation there with the Saints. Uh, I mean, stack team also. I mean, made it far into the playoffs. They're probably going to head back there at least. Uh, what Drew Brees signed for one more year? I think he signed for one I more year. I think he's got one more year left. And he's he's also year to year, so we don't know if that's going to be the end for him. We or don't not. know. Um, I guarantee you, if he wins a Super Bowl, that's the end for him. Like, he's not going to win a Super he'll Bowl. He'll do the whole uh, Fuck the Peyton Manning thing. <laughs> he's not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you know you got you got too much fire out there right now. I mean, you got Kansas City and shit like that. And you got Seattle. You know, it's, as much as people don't want to say it, Seattle, then you got San Francisco. Oh, fuck Seattle. You know, and so. fuck San Francisco. <laughs> then you got like on the on the opposite side, you got Baltimore. Baltimore's a, a heavy team too. So I mean, you got you got people. I like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I love Lamar Jackson. He reminds yes. me of a young. He reminds me of a young uh, Cam Newton, but. Um, it, with a better arm, because Cam Newton wasn't the best with accuracy in the beginning. Uh, he said, oh, you're Cam Newton. That's funny. 
<laughs> well, I mean, Cap Newman broke records his his rookie year. What what did, what did Kyler oh, Murray pull? That's great. What did Kyler Murray? What Same records thing. did he break? He didn't Rookie break records. No, no, no. He didn't break records in NFL. Rookie he broke. He broke records in no franchise because you guys' franchise sucks. But he broke records in the franchise, not in the in the league. All right. So, calm so you, calm what did t- what did he break then? I don't know this history. Please enlighten me. No, we won't talk about it. Enlighten Anyways, me. so God. all right. Well, speaking of uh, overhyped quarterbacks, Nick Foles also big dick Nick, big dick Nick going to the Bears. I mean, the Bears needed a quarterback. I mean, with uh, Mitch, I'm not a bitch, Trubisky. We are going to have to put you through fucking microphone training. Well, oh look. God. All right, go ahead. He, Mitch Trubisky, uh, he is a shadow of his former self. He has not been performing. I, I mean, he did win a couple few games with the Bears, and he did win a few important games. But other than that, he didn't, you know, really – he didn't really do much. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like um, Nick Foles needed an opportunity. You know, coming in, uh, you know, after that Super Bowl win and that Super Bowl uh, hype and everything, I think it's a good place to start. Well, where, where do you go? I think he went to the Jaguars. The Jags, yeah. yeah. And then he got hurt. He got injured, and then you had the Mishu guy, whatever his face was, with the mustache. Oh! The poor guy. Ah, I love it. Hey, he did a good job. He did. He satisfied that city. Ah. <laughs> but now, well, Nick Foles moving on once again to the Bears. We'll see what he does with the Bears. We'll see. Uh, I mean, the Bears, in, uh, I don't know if they're in a rebuilding stage. They're just there, to be honest. I don't know. I know they gave up a lot to get Trubisky. So, so. Uh, Again, one of the very questioned moves for general managers. Uh, I don't know too much about the Bears, and I'm not going to about to dive in there. Uh, we'll reach out to Gerardo for something like that. Gerardo, he's a big, he's a big Bears fan. Uh, so then uh, we're also going to move on to uh, Joe Flacco, who was uh, released by the Broncos. So we don't know where Joe Flacco's career is going to go after this. He had, I don't want to say like a one-hit wonder, but that's pretty much the equivalent of what a one-hit wonder would be uh, going to the Super Bowl with the Ravens, being able to win that uh, that uh, light uh, light outage Super Bowl. I don't know what the, what the fuck the official name is, but against the 49ers, made for an interesting little movie-type scenario where we thought the stadium was going to blow up at some point, but whatever. Uh, and then after that, Joe Flacco's really struggled to actually make it onto a first team and may- be able to, to actually make a name for himself afterwards. Uh, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what team is going to pick him up. He's obviously going to get a team. I don't I don't think there's 32 quarterbacks that are better than Joe Flacco. So I believe someone is going to offer him a job somewhere. I mean, Joe Flacco still has potential to... Because con- he, he wasn't a bad quarterback. I, I When he was with the Ravens, he started... I don't know what it was. I think it was the fact that he just started kind of he started getting pressured too much in the back. Because what you see with Lamar Jackson, great quarterback, but Lamar Jackson has that ability to scramble and run. So when they started putting Lamar Jackson in for Joe Flacco, um, they started noticing that the offensive line would break down, but Lamar still couldn't make plays because he was fast enough to move with the ball and he could still throw the ball. 
So once they got rid of him and uh, got rid of uh, Joe Flacco and he went to Denver, I mean, the same thing, though. Denver didn't have another quarterback. The offensive line's not great. So he started getting hit. He started getting tackled. And he just didn't have that opportunity to shine like he did back in the day when the Ravens, when they won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, how many times has Denver, like, swung and missed with the quarterbacks? I mean, a lot. I mean, you have well, Tim I mean, Debo. After, after, after you get out of the whole Peyton Manning thing, like... Brock Osweiler was supposed to be the next man up. Yeah. Got yeah. a big contract, and I yeah, mean, good for him. Bag. He's getting paid. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's good for them. They're getting paid, but, I mean, like, you're not doing your job. It's it's terrible to think. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, like, with sports, it's hard because we're like, oh, good job. You got to just – but at the end of the day, no, it's not a good job. You know, you're, you're there to do one job, and you did it terribly. And you did it terribly, and you're still getting paid. That's unfair. First of all, I feel like there should be... Con- there well, the should- whole thing is a gamble between the team and the player. It's not even a gamble. I it mean- is a gamble because you're gambling that you're going to... What you gave me last year, you're going to give me three, four, five more years of that. And once I give you this contract with this guaranteed money, you might say fuck it and not do it. Look, I, f- I feel like... I don't, the- don't want to say that's what happened to David Johnson, but after he got his big year and his big contract... He was never the same again. I feel like they should do. They should be more wary about that. I think there should be contracts that should be made with clauses, like okay, we're gonna sign you to we're gonna sign you to a four year contract, with you have to perform a certain way the first year. If you don't perform a certain way this first year, then your whole contract's void. Well, that's I th- I believe that's what they're trying to do, and I think that's why Dak Prescott has had such a hard time getting his big contract because that guy wants forty million a year. Like, he's get not the worth fuck out of here. You're not worth $40 million a year. He's and not even worth $20 million a year. To all those Cowboy fans, like, even before Dak Prescott, all those Cowboy fans that, like, they buttoned up their jean shorts with their little high and top faded haircuts. The cowboy boots. The cowboy boots going on. Or their, like, little white Jordans that they... And this is our year with their whatever. We them boys. So, all you <laughs> Cowboys fans out there, I mean... Dak Prescott was never your hero, just like Tony Romo was never going to be your hero. Just like, no no other guy is going to come over here and, like, deliver a ring to you guys. But they come out year after year and continue saying that, continue flooding all of social media with their complete bullshit rhetoric. So, yeah, <laughs> Dallas, you guys deserve a guy like Dak Prescott. And the reason why you don't want to pay him $40 million a year because you know he's not worth, worth it. He's not worth that much, honestly. Dak Prescott is... Not worth the money that they're paying him now. I mean, like I said, he hasn't performed. He hasn't done anything to show the fact that he he can uh, he can deserve that money. And he's asking for it's like it's like Ezekiel Elliott asking for so much money. He didn't even get fucking. He didn't even do shit. I, I don't feel like, like he deserved it either. His contract would that contract would have put him above Patrick Mahomes. Is Dak Prescott better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Get the fuck out of here. You're not gonna get Patrick Mahomes money. So don't even start. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he deserves the fucking like. I I think he's not up for contract until next year. Uh, I'm not completely sure about it. We got to look that up. If he but has, but when he does, he deserves to get fucking. No, he paid. deserves it if he has a good year this year. If he has another great year like he did last year, then yes. If he doesn't, it's still questionable because there's 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 teams that have had great years. One year and then they shit the bag. I'm he's t- done two good years already, and no, one of them with the fucking dislocated. What did he dislocate his knee or something? Doesn't like, matter. But like you see how he can how he can react mm. to injury. 
You've seen how he can come back from that. You've seen how he is under pressure. He came back. He came from behind most of the games last year to win. So, like, even if he has a mediocre year next year, you're not letting go of Packers. You're going to pay him what that man wants. Mm, I don't know about what he wants. You're going to give him an offer because what he wants. Look, I'll tell you this. Tom Brady deserves to get what he wants because Tom Brady has proven himself year after year. If Tom Brady was 25 years old, yeah. Not right now. Well, even right now, they paid him what he wanted. Tampa. Okay, so that being said, he got paid what he wanted. The second one I'm saying is like, yes, Patrick Mahomes had two great, two good years. One good year, one great year. He won the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl champion. Not many quarterbacks can say that. At least not my quarterback can say that, unfortunately. But not many quarterbacks can say that. Not many teams can say that. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater has not won a, quarter, a Super Bowl. You're right. Who? Your quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Cam Newton? Cam Newton's my quarterback. Teddy. He's my quarterback. <laughs> He's my quarterback. But um, he if if he doesn't perform this year, he will not be able to ask for what he wants. Yes, he will. And he, you know what? He like he no. can he can still not have like mediocre mediocre to bad like no. barring some injury or barring something like you can physically see, even if he has a mediocre year next year, he's gonna get paid whatever he wants. Because he you know he can do if it. If he doesn't make playoffs so, next year, he won't get he'll what he still wants. get like no. no, like you're not understanding what no. this man can bring. No. Like he no, won't. he 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 is gonna get a giant no. contract. Now we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna make a note on it right here. Another one of our bets on what is today? The 22nd. Another uh, one of our bets. All right, you guys, here it goes another bet. Three. We got 22. the bet with the Phoenix Rising. Now we're gonna do a football bet, which and I have has right nothing here. to do with our show, but we're gonna. We're I'm gonna, gonna put Mahomes will have a record-breaking contract, even if he has a mediocre year. No, no, no. Bad year. Bad year. Because you said even with what the bad year. What constitutes a bad? Uh, not making the playoffs. Uh, that's it? Yes. All right. Now, even if he doesn't... I, I'll, I'll include that in. We'll have a record-breaking contract even if he does not make the playoffs. All right. Other than that, you guys, I mean, uh, there's other signings that were gone through. I mean, I know we got talking about Nick Foles, and then we got talking about Dak Prescott, which he ended up getting a franchise tag. I don't know how, but... He got tagged because you know he's not worth a big contract. <laughs> Well, there's there's still rumors around Dallas that they're trying to get a final contract signed. Uh, <laughs> like, I I believe if uh, with the franchise tag, I think he's gonna be making thirty three million a uh, year. Well, for the next year with the, with the, <sighs> with this tag, That's but what he man. wants is that forty million a year guaranteed for like four or five years, and um, so this franchise tag is only gonna take him until next year. Uh, I believe. Don't I'm not a lawyer here. I'm not with the NFL, so whatever. Uh, but that is what he's going to be earning next year. And good on the Cowboys for just franchising him because he, they know they don't have an elite quarterback like they that. They, they know it's not the best thing for the for, for the franchise. They want they want to make it look good because it's the Cowboys and whatever. Yeah, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. But though. anyway, they're spending all their money on uh, <laughs> other contracts. Uh, we just got right here that Amari Cooper re-signed. Uh, I believe it's five years, $100 million. But they lost Jason Witten. Jason Witten <laughs> is going to the Raiders, going to Las Vegas, and uh, testing out his uh, his talents out there, Sin City. We'll see how that goes. Uh we'll Las Vegas. It's so weird to see Las Vegas dark. No no, no action in Las Vegas right now. No casino. It's no dark, nothing. dark. Yeah. Like, like the, the lights are off. Yeah. The, the, 
the casinos are closed. But I mean, like the lights. Like, yes. Like wow. It's, it's like they only have like street lights on. Yeah, it's like a normal street. It is crazy what's going on down there. But well, <laughs> that's, that's Jason Witten. That's where he's heading over to uh, the to the Raiders. Another not big, but another you know medium sized news is that uh, Todd Todd Gurley. That's his name, right? I mean, if you want to call it medium size, yeah, medium, medium to to moderate. He's definitely not what he was, but yeah, Todd Gurley uh, was released the by the Rams earlier this week and has now signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, huge risk. I'll just get this out of the way. In terms of production. This guy is a fucking beast of what he has done. He is very injury prone. That is what worries me. He's been injured. His knees are not That's you know, for me. the greatest knees. He has, he has had his fair share of setbacks. But he is, I, I believe, 25 years old. Yeah. Like, he's very, very young. I mean, Todd Gurley is, is a, like, his first two years in the, in the league were, like, fantastic. He had great years. He had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, he put a lot of points up, a lot of yards up. I mean, he 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 got a lot of good. Yeah, good he was stuff a fucking through. machine. But I think what ended up happening because of his injuries, he just couldn't get back from it, and he hasn't been uh, his former self. Uh, good for me being a Panther fan because the Falcons are in my division. Um, so hopefully, not saying that I want him to get injured, but hopefully he performs poorly. Uh, because I don't want them to win. Uh, but he could come into this new season, hopefully uh, with a new team and new direction and new uh, new kind of sight forward uh, for him to, to succeed. Uh, like I said, maybe I don't want it to happen because he's in my division. But at the end of the day, if we're talking, you know, just purely out of uh, respect for the players. Yeah, absolutely. I hope he has a great year and I hope he, uh, he does what he needs to do. Um, but... At the end of the day, it is a huge risk because he is not what he was. And if he is going to be what he was, um, he has to show it. Yeah, so I, I remember uh, back in the day, a couple of years ago, when it was... I think they were in the contract year the same year, uh, Todd Gurley and David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Both had monster years. Both had both incredible seasons. And they were kind of each looking at you like, who's going to sign first? Like they Because they, obviously everyone wants to make the most amount of money. So they were kind of using each other as like the scale to for their teams. Like, all right, hey, this guy's about to make this much money, so I believe I deserve more than that. So it was it's kind of hesitant for both of them to have reached that, and it's sad to see that injury has plagued both of these players. They have, uh, in my opinion, neither one of them has lived up to the contracts. No, I believe Todd Gurley has had better seasons than yes. David Johnson. Uh, he has produced a lot more, but I still don't think he's produced what the Rams paid for initially to get him so we'll see what he can do with the uh, with the Falcons um, like I said David Johnson probably just needed a change in scenery he just needed a change in his life to see what he can do see if he can get back to what he once was he might still be a scary running back especially with that um, receiving game that he has he yeah. is a great two way player because he not only will mow through guys when he feels like mowing through guys but he will still go outside of a screen catch a pass and give you good 20 30 yards down the field 
a very dangerous player to 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 use when he's healthy. That's the big issue when yes. he's healthy. And both of these running backs come with that same tag: fragile. Fragile as running backs, that's terrible. But and uh, so and before we go, let's. I know it hurts you, but let's dig a, a little bit into this Panther roster. <laughs> let's see the some of these losses that we've had so far. So we did have a few losses. I mean, this off season. L- l- let it be in my team. We lost Irvin McCoy. Uh, we released uh, Eric Reed, um, which, to be fair for me, Eric Reed did not perform the way he. I feel like he could have performed. Um, he also has his, you know, his own issues outside of the. Outside of the team with, you know, um, being friends with Colin Kaepernick and his movement and stuff like that. Not taking that away. Um, But we lost uh, McCoy, who is a DT. We lost Irvin, who was also a pass rusher, which is great. Um, uh, Which, not great, but he was was pretty good, uh, Irvin. I just think that uh, we're we're not making right moves. And then the big, big, big one that... uh, really kind of upset me and a lot of other Panther fans um, out there. And I know if you're not a Panther fan, you probably don't care. Uh, but Cam Newton was another, you know, if you went on the list of the big news that was going, it was, you know, Tom Brady, DeAndre Hopkins, other people, and then Cam Newton. Because it's not really that big. I mean, unless you're a Panther fan, it doesn't really matter. Well, because um, no moves have been made. That's yeah, why it wasn't that, that and that's big. the thing. But the, the, big, the big issue with the whole thing is that the franchise, the Carolina franchise, posted saying that they gave permission to Cam Newton to search for a trade, you know. But Cam Newton responded on their comments, which went just berserker, berserk on online, that he just goes like, "Don't change the narrative. Don't act like this is something I wanted. You guys forced me out. You guys did this. You guys did that." Which also leads to other narratives that started popping up about Luke Keekley, who was another player who just retired from the Panthers, who at twenty eight at twenty eight years old at his prime, um, who shouldn't have retired, who it was completely unexpected, but then later to find out that it could have also been another force out like the Cam Newton force out of uh, being pushed to accept the fact that they, they, they wanted to be traded. Um, then that also goes into the narrative of Greg Olson, who we also did take, did lose. Um, and it's just one of those things that he went to Seattle and Seattle has a pretty decent team, uh, not to Danny, but you know, to the rest of the league, he has a pretty decent team. Fuck Seattle. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, um, I just feel like it's, I feel like David Tepper and uh, Mark Rule have not kept their promises, especially with the Cam Newton thing. Uh, we signed Teddy Bridgewater, who I do not believe is a great quarterback. I don't even believe he's a decent quarterback. I believe he is a... He is the replacement. He is a replacement, which a replacement is yet to be said because at the time being Cam Newton hasn't left um, so I but come on Lucio even like nothing's official yet but look, after everything that's come out after everything that's gone on the social media and all this back and forth blah blah do you even think Cam Newton would want to come back I'll tell you this much Cam Newton would come back not for the organization but for, for the fans alright you know I'll give you that because he's always been he a, loves a, he, he loves Carolina yeah no, okay so I'll look I'll give you that I'll, gi- that I'll give you that and I'll give you my 
my opinion and my my beliefs and what I what believe what's going to happen. I love Cam Newton. Cam Newton is my quarterback. He is a big reason why I ended up continuing to follow big with the Carolina Panthers. Before football wasn't a big deal, you know, Jake DeLome and, you know, Steve Smith and Julius Peppers and everything. But I wasn't a big um, football guy. When Cam Newton came in, I became an even bigger football guy. Um, so then he became, like, kind of the thing I led to and I was with. Um, I want Cam Newton to stay. But as much as I want him to stay, I don't want him to stay. Because as a play, as a person, if my coaches and my owner did that to me, I would want to leave with a chip on my shoulder to come back and prove them wrong. Because I'm fi- he's finally healthy. He's finally healthy. He's coming back in. And the thing is, he has one more year. And instead of giving them that one year to prove himself, even if they're in the rebuilding stage. I get that they're in the rebuilding stage. But you can still be in a rebuilding stage and still succeed. And still be okay. And still be good. You don't have to destroy the whole damned fucking team to to do this. Now, that being said, if he does leave, this is how much I love Cam Newton. If he does leave, I will buy his jersey at any in any organization he goes to. Whether he goes to the, the Patriots, which is my girlfriend's uh, team. She loves the Patriots. Diehard Patriot fan. If Cam Newton goes over there, I will definitely buy a Cam Newton jersey. Because he is, to me, my quarterback and will always be my quarterback. And that's how much respect I have for Cam Newton. So, that being said, uh, I do believe, though, Cam Newton will go to another team. Uh, The Patriots being a big favorite for a lot of people. Uh, A lot of people also in the Patriot Nation, being that my girlfriend's a Patriot fan, she she said that he's not received well. He's being received kind of in the middle, like 50-50. Some people like him, some people don't, some people don't want him, some people do. Um, the big thing is not so much that he doesn't have the skill to be a patriot, it's so much people believe that he doesn't have the attitude to be a patriot, um, which I believe could be changed very quickly. You know, with Bill Belichick being this. Well, I'll tell you what, that first, that first week is going to be very interesting going with Bill Belichick. I would like to see Bill Belichick screening all of his like post uh, post game conference clothes like no you're not going out dressed like that. i don't think honestly i don't think he'll he'll say anything about his clothes because that he's i think i think he also has if he does go to the patriots for whatever reason he still has to give kind of cam that freedom of being able to be i think that he would be a little bit more strict on what cam says well i mean from what we know about they're they're kind of like very they're like you know uh, it's like, it's like saying they're like the Yankees. You know, the Yankees, you got to be yeah. clean shaven. You got to be like, they're not allowed to have a beard. They're not allowed to like be baggy. Nah, that's they're, not true, though. They're because like, what do you mean that's not true? Julian Edelman has a beard. policy. No. Well, with the Yankees, yes. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but no, okay. it's similar, especially with the whole Northeast. And I mean, like Northeast, that's, it's a bunch of rich folk up there. They yeah, want they want that that kind of classy kind of person. It doesn't matter, though. I mean, like, Tom Brady was the perfect... He was the poster, poster child, child yes. to put in on on the flyers, you know. Uh, but I just don't think that he's gonna be able to do that like that much. He, he has to be able to give some leeway. He can't just. He, I get that there's a Patriot way, and I don't know the Patriot way because I'm not a Patriot fan. But I do feel like Bill Belichick. Well, will, when's when's that ring gonna come on? 
Oh, we can get Irene sometime I re- soon. I, I, I believe I thought Irene was going to be on right here. I was looking forward to hearing her comments to all this. You know what? We we can do. I mean, it's it's hard for her right now. She well, just she we, just lost Tom Brady. Can we pencil her in for next week? We'll pencil her in for next week because that's that's what I want. I wanted that raw kind of footage of her. Uh, oh. Her reaction to Tom Brady. Well, look, you guys. Let, right, just let, give us a sneak peek. Was it positive, negative? How would it, how did she feel? <laughs> just just put it this way. I woke up before her, and I looked up social media. I went on my Instagram, and I saw the Tom Brady uh, was going to the Fal- to the to the Buccaneers, and then I went to go do my get my stuff ready. You know, take a shower, get my coffee ready, get her coffee ready. And she wakes up finally. And all you hear from the room is, what the fuck? And I'm talking <laughs> loud. And, and you know, you know. What's and she going. said it like four times. I mean, Lucy was ready. He had breakfast in bed ready to Basically, go. Basically, He was like, oh. I had the thing. coffee ready. I had. He spiked the coffee. I had I had everything ready. Because I, <laughs> once I saw that post, I knew that there was, that she was not going to be very happy about it. You know, she's a diehard Patriots fan. So, um. Uh, we can definitely have her on. She, I mean, take it, we're sticks and kicks, and then we're about to be sticks and kicks and pigs, you know, pigskin. <laughs> you <laughs> know, shit, right uh, now, re- especially because there's nothing going on. Going and, on and, and, and that's what it's going to keep going on because I have no intention of, of stopping, not, of not putting out an episode every week, if not just to put out our, our bullshit out there because, I mean, you got to have something to laugh at. You gotta have something to laugh at, whether it's me, it's to. Danny, whether it's both of us. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're posting here, and we're you know we want to put mostly hockey and soccer, but since ev- all sports are gone and football is the only thing really doing anything, I mean, it's just whatever comes to mind right here. I mean, shit, so, we might Lucio, even... tell the people where they can follow us. All right, you guys. Um, if you guys go on Twitter, you can follow us at sticks sticks kicks one. There you go. Sticks kicks one. On Twitter, uh, we don't have an Instagram put up yet. Uh, we will get that put up soon. Wait, we do have an Instagram. Let me pull it up because it's brand new. Brand it just new. Just made. Not a picture set up yet, but for those of you that want to start following us, uh, sticks dot kicks. Sticks dot kicks. Sticks dot kicks for you guys to start following us on Instagram. Uh, we'll we'll start posting starting this week, getting some things on there, and uh, getting where. We're not going to do a Facebook page unless you guys tell us that you would rather have a Facebook page. So it's going to be all up to you. We're on Twitter, StixKicks1. On Instagram, Sticks.Kicks. So you guys could follow us on those two platforms. If you guys want us to make a Facebook page, we will end up making a Facebook page. It's going to be all up to you guys. Uh, we'll leave that up to the public. Uh, I'd like to thank Maya's Pizza Bar and Grill for sponsoring us today and for pretty much helping out this community in time of need Maya is definitely a a one organization like I said from top to bottom and right now that you were saying that story about Irene it wrong me story back in 2016 of course national elections going on and we all know what happened uh, just a funny story that I was getting off of work that day and when it became clear who was going to be president and that there was no pretty much no way around it uh, I got to the bar first, and when it was there at Maya's, we went to Maya's after work, and I told Moose right away, hey, Moose, when my wife comes through the door, say nothing, don't do anything, don't say hi, no greetings. First thing you need to do is just put a shot in front of her, and let that be that. 
And then if we need another one, I will let you know, code red, that we need another one. <laughs> before we start a conversation, before we start talking, sure enough, when we were there, she walked through the door. She looked like she was not going to talk to anything right away. Moose, code red. Boom, shot right in front of her before anything was said. She took the shot. And then we started unloading everything that was going on. Again, Moose, code red, right away. Shot in front of her. That's the kind of service that you get there. Like, you, you get more than a bartender. You get, like, someone you can talk to. You get a friend right there that knows you. Uh, most of the most of the people that go to Maya's go there because they're community people. They're there Absolutely. around the restaurant. They know Moose. They know uh, the uh, the general manager as well, the daytime guy. I'm sorry I don't know your name right now because I'm used to there at night with Moose. But... <laughs> They're, it's they're one there of those things to completely help everyone with whatever they need, no questions asked, and f- just for them to be able to feed neighborhood kids while they were not in school—that's just that was just a huge plus for me. It was. I mean, they have some of the best calzones in the state. I mean, I don't know who does it better. The best. Um, they have a great space. If you go down, I mean, obviously not right now because we're in quarantine. But um, when you go down, when we're out of this quarantine, we're back to normal life. Um, they have a great, great space, big. I mean, it's good to host, uh, have things going on, you know, host parties, host events and things like that. There's a lot of space going on, uh, and there's a lot of TVs for people that want to watch the sports. Uh, a lot of the East Valley. When they come back. <laughs> uh, you know I, know, I know that when we were there, we had a big thing going on for us. Um, so let's just uh, let's just give some love to my, if you guys are out in Mesa and Brown, uh, you know, in the Mesa area, uh, you guys will definitely appreciate it. They're really, they're right next to the bashes. Um, so if you guys go down, if you guys are around that area, stop by, uh, say hello. And, they are uh, delivering free of charge. Yeah. And uh, let me, uh, keep going. Let me get their number. Um, you know, other than that, <laughs> before we close off here, you know, I just want to, uh, throw some love out there to everybody who listens to us thank you for uh following us and thank you for uh being a part of our uh show if you guys ever want us to talk about something and say anything or uh you guys want to shout out just uh tweet us uh or send us now i guess something on instagram so yeah and uh once again mayas is at 223 east brown road in mesa arizona and phone number 480-733-6292-480- 733-6292 for you guys to place your orders. Curbside pickup or free delivery. They're not gonna charge a delivery free, but let's but come on guys, let's tip the drivers because they're risking their lives literally giving go, you your going food. out there to deliver your food. And um and, and you know what they're not the only ones. Uh of course, you know, film bar, great institution in Phoenix. You got Fair Trade Cafe, Joe Bot, all these places downtown, all these places around the city, and um Full disclosure, we're not getting any money from all these other guys, but these are local businesses. These are family-owned local businesses that we definitely care about. One of our big ones. Give me one second. Go ahead. One of our big ones. Uh, they're part of the Phoenix Rising family, and uh, they were dealt back last year, and they're back this year. But Senior Aussies. Senior Aussies. Is back in business at the Phoenix Rising Games. And I boycotted all tacos from anywhere at the Phoenix Rising Complex or, uh, you know, Arizona Field, Arizona Casino Field. I boycotted any other tacos from any other place. If you guys go to Senior Aussies. This uh, is no joke. Lucio led the charge last year in getting everybody to, like, step away from these other places because Senior Aussies was such a great 
part of the Red Fury and the Phoenix Rising as a whole. Absolutely. And after Senor Ozzy disappeared, Lucio definitely did his part. He became a fucking activist out there. I to did not bring I, back. I would walk Senor by, Ozzy. and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna give them recognition for one reason and one reason only because I do not like them, and I want them to know who they are. The fact that I didn't like them, and the fact that I boycotted them. That uh, uh, Torta Pacerme hated them. I didn't go. I didn't taste them. I didn't need to taste them to know they were terrible. They serve tacos that were not anywhere near what Senior Aussies does. And they charged way too much for fucking tacos. So, no. Absolutely not. I was 100% against any other thing. You know, I found out why they were there. Their owner. Yes, I'm going to fucking put you guys on blast. Their owner uh, knows is is friends with one of the Phoenix Rising owners and he didn't want competition so they raised the rent to the senior Aussie people but when people found out that they weren't going to that place and everyone knows that they were doing terrible that whole year senior Aussies came back because they're gonna fucking kill it and take and like all I said alright before we get into more club politics here uh just uh, thank you all for, for joining us for this podcast. Thank you guys uh, once again for your patronage. And uh, you guys have no no idea how much your support means to us. So please give us a follow. Once again, uh, Twitter, StixKicks1. And Instagram, Sticks.Kicks. And uh, we'll get the show on the road. And for the next couple of weeks also, if you guys have a, a local business or if you have a family-owned business so that you know of around the area that's always done good work, let us know about it on social media. We'll give them a, a, a shout-out here. We'll give them, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say free publicity, but pretty much, yeah, free publicity. Because right now, we know what it's like to be a family-owned business and needing all the help you can get. So, please, let us know about your local businesses, nonprofits, um, everything that we can do to help, we will do here at Sticks Kicks. Uh, thank you guys so much for once again for helping us out. And uh, Lucio, I'll see you here next week. Uh, not here at my house, but yes. <laughs> it will be here. I mean, I don't want to always break into the studio. <laughs> <laughs>